Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Mark on the World show. This episode is produced for Forbes, where I, Devin Thorpe, your host, am a contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. We have a whole cadre of experts as our guests on the show today. This is going to try my abilities as show host and producer. Please forgive me if I mess up. But our guests today are Rosemary Addis, the chair of the Australian Advisory Board, uh, Bob Anibale. Oh, I bet I mangled that, Bob. Please forgive me. He's the Global Director of City Community Development and Microfinance. Tonu Basu is here, and she's the Associate Director of Insight Pacific Community Ventures and was a project leader on the Impact Investing Report that we'll be discussing today. Katie Grace is with us as well. She's the Program Manager at the Initiative for Responsible Investment at the Hauser Institute for Civil Society at Harvard. And uh, Sandy Darville is here from the Inter-American Development Bank. Uh, and then Micah Sarkis is here. He's the Impact Investing Project Manager for the Bertha Center of Social Innovation and Entrepreneurship at the Graduate School of Business at the University of Cape Town, all the way from South Africa. And Ben Thorley, who is the founder of ICAP Partners, is also here. Wow. I, I am extraordinarily grateful to all of you for coming and a little bit intimidated with this big group of experts. So thank you all for joining us today. What I'd like to do is to ask each one of you in turn, and I'm hoping you paid a little bit of attention to the order in which I introduced you, and I would ask you just to uh, describe in two minutes the nature of the work of your portion of the report that your group recently uh, published on the internet. It's a wonderful report. I've had a chance to review it. It's just very impressive, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. I don't want to describe your work. I want you to describe your work. So if we could just start uh, with Rosemary and work our way around the table, uh, please describe the, the section of the report that you worked on. Thanks very much, Devin. Uh, I worked together with uh, Anya Koenig, a colleague, to really tell the story of the work of the Social Impact Investment Task Force that had been established by David Cameron when the UK was president of the G8. We wanted to go beyond the work of the task force itself with people can find on the web at socialimpactinvestment.org and tell the story of the effect that that had substantively in showing that we can achieve a global market for impact investment by focusing on the fact that there is a lot in common in the opportunities and challenges that the different countries face. Also, we thought it was important to tell the story of the process of mobilising a market and the work that's been done to do that globally by focusing on a common purpose and really enlisting over 200 leaders from across the globe in this purpose and many more around them as the work was carried out over the last year. 
We then looked at the challenges of implementation, including what it's going to take for those global recommendations to be applied for the local context and the situations in different countries, how we're going to deal with the politics as well as the policy, and also uh, the imperative that we maintain leadership and collaboration to be able to really see the benefits of impact investing. And then we also had a look at what might come next. We know that this is the start of a process, not the end of a process, and a small group of countries have been enlisted. There are many more around the world to bring into the process. There's also the opportunity to look at different parts of the impact investment market. But we do think that it's a very exciting start and what we've tried to do in our article is really harvest the lessons from the Social Impact Investment Task Force and what that means in a very concrete way for next steps for a global market. Fantastic. Bob? Yeah, Bob and Emily, and we, we contributed from Citigroup really to talk about how we as a, a large financial institution have been working in this space for many years um, before we thought of it as impact investing, but particularly we were focused on how we would um, expand financial inclusion, how we would use to build platforms that expand access to finance, and, and saw that as an important tool for many social investors um, and impact investors but more importantly, perhaps for those social enterprises to be able to have greater outreach. Um, we work with organizations around the world that are able to partner with us to do that. We began with microfinance as a natural set of institutions that we could fund and support. But we've moved into using technology, digital payments, and other areas where these are enablers very much often for social enterprises and governments and others. We're trying to make a much deeper and greater outreach. So for us, it's about financial inclusion, about impact investing through access to finance and financial services that really enable people to take the next step in their, their objectives. Fantastic. Thank you. And Tonu? Thank you. Uh, so I studied Pacific Community Ventures, and uh, five years ago, uh, we, along with uh, the Initiative for Responsible Investment at Harvard, uh, where Katie sits, uh, co-convened what's called the Impact Investing Policy Collaborative. Because uh, we believe that public policy is an essential force for the growth of the impact investing market. Mm -hmm. Now, this year we know with the work of the GA Task Force, the landmark report that they launched, along with all the fantastic conversations, the start of new funds in different countries, there has been a lot of activity on impact investing. And we were really looking at the five years that we have been talking about the how, how people can leverage public policy better. And so this year we thought one way we could do this is put together a global snapshot really of uh, not just showcasing recommendations of what governments should be doing around the world, but actually showing what governments are doing around the world in both the developing and developed country contexts to put impact investing as a way to flow capital into areas and communities who need it. Great. Katie, what do you think? What were, what were you working on? Yeah, so uh, as Tony mentioned, we've been working together with Pacific Community Ventures for the past five years uh, on this impact investing and policy work. And, and over those five years, we've released four separate reports. And in each one of those, we had a different framework for helping people think about where they were in the space and how to approach the, the policy development realm. Um, and we thought it was important to try to tie those all together recognizing that we've really made a lot of strides in, in the policy conversation globally and give people a place to enter the conversation. 
Um, so one of our pieces is on just a very simple market mapping framework. One piece is thinking through the steps of policy development, and then the last piece is coming up with a set of principles uh, for what good policy looks like. And we hope that those three frameworks in conjunction really help us move forward, taking all the recommendations of each of the individual national advisory boards and the G8 Social Task Force to really push forward a policy agenda in specific countries um, that is meaningful and, and really contributes to better impact investing policy. Great. And uh, Sandy, can yeah, you summarize your report? Yeah, your report. thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, we wanted we worked on highlighting how a development bank can work um, both on the public and on the private side to really enhance the provision of services to um, to to low income people. And um, the bank, the IDB, has had a broadband initiative where we've been working with governments uh, to promote broadband throughout our region. We know that there are measurable benefits on economic growth and productivity. But we also know that poor people, rural people, are excluded often from the expansion of, of broadband capacity. We have a group as well in the bank that works with, it's called the Opportunities for the Majority Initiative, and it works directly with uh, private sector companies that are trying to provide services and goods and employment to uh, low-income and poor people. And we decided we were going to investigate you know, the combination of work on the public sector side on broadband with some interesting private sector models that could show uh, both the private and the public sector the advantages of thinking in new ways about working with broadband technologies for financial services, for uh, remote uh, medical diagnostics, for uh, provision of so sound education uh, to rural and poor communities. Um, so we did a study, it's called The Broadband Effect, Enhancing Market-Based Solutions for the Base of the Pyramid. We summarized that work and we came up with some conclusions based on eight case studies throughout the world. Great. Now, uh, Micah, you're uh, coming to us from South Africa. What was your take in this report? Yes, thank um, The piece of work that we were working on at the Bertha is looking at the regulation governing the South African fund market. Recently in 2011, there were amendments to this regulation in which it included a uh, piece of information saying you consider environmental, social and governance issues in a pension fund uh, mandate. And we covered the asset management industry in Africa to look at how influential this has been to grow the investing market within South Africa. We covered a host of assets uh, and the investment mandates and really just looked into how effective this piece of regulation has been. At the same time this question came out, there was a voluntary code that was initiated uh, which included similar considerations to make within the pension fund market and it was really just covering to see how influential this has been within the market itself. Very good. And uh, Ben, uh, certainly not the least here, but, but the last voice. What was, what's your uh, portion of the report? Th thanks, Devin. The, the, the article we published uh, in the report was a, an excerpt uh, from uh, the book that we've just published. I've just published together with Kathy Clark from Duke University uh, and, uh, and Jed Emerson uh, from Impact Assets. This is a copy of the book here. Um, and um, 
the idea, Devon, was that we, we'd looked at a, um, we, we, we did a lot of research on 12 impact investing funds, intermediaries that their investors had told us had been very successful over a number of years with proven track records of performance. And, and so, um, so what, what, what we did was we looked at how they had succeeded and realized fairly quickly in our research that, that public policy and, uh, and, and sort of deep and successful public-private partnerships had really enabled their success. In fact, eight of the funds had received investment capital um, directly from um, public sector entities. Um, and so, um, so what, what we did, Devon, was we thought, how can funds and how can private sector intermediaries do a better job of working with government uh, in order to, do, uh, to create a more symbolic partnership relationship, which we called policy symbiosis? And so essentially we talked about funds gaining more knowledge uh, about the policies that affected what they did uh, as they solicited capital and then deployed capital for financial and social return. We talked about them building partnership with public sector entities. Uh, we talked about them uh, having a vision uh, of what they did and the extent to which it, it addressed market failure and advanced a public, a public objective. And we talked about them operating with integrity and really adopting the kinds of um, best practices and standards like uh, the United Nations Principles for Responsible Investment, uh, some of the microfinance standards that are out there to ensure that they themselves are operating uh, with as much integrity as they can. And we think if you do all those things as a fund, you've got a better chance of creating a strong public-private partnership that'll, uh, that'll enhance the success of, of your own uh, activities as an impact investor. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. I appreciate all of you taking a couple of minutes to uh, succinctly describe your work in this report. Of course, uh, you seven represent only about half of the content of the report. Isn't that right, Tonu? You're one of the that project is, leads. That is correct. We, we, we have contributors from India who unfortunately because of the time difference could not join us, Germany, Brazil. So it sort of shows the different stages of market development that different countries are in, as well as people within the private sector and the multilateral sector to show different entry points in, in the impact investing market. It really is a, a very broad collaborative effort and it, it, it is a wonderful, wonderful report. I wonder if uh, I'd like to do kind of three lightning rounds here. We've got so many of you, I want to make sure that we give each of you an opportunity to share. But the first lightning round question I'd like to put to you is why you care about this. So uh, again, uh, the let's try and use the same order. I'm hoping you remember the order uh, that we used. We'll start with Rosemary. But in one sentence, why do you care? about uh, impact investing? I care about impact investing because I don't think the limits of government spending and philanthropy are the limits of what we can do to address the world's social issues. I think we can do much better than that and the finance is an incredibly important component for sparking innovation and getting better social outcomes. Great, thank you. Bob? I think impact investing is important to us because it allows us to really, one, help assess the importance, the, the contribution that finance or our, our initiatives take, and questioning ourselves as to where to best allocate resources for the goals you're seeking, and the fact that we need to build inclusive platforms for scale. We need to think of products and services that, by their very design, can have much greater outreach and be and applicability. 
And I think by partnering with the right institutions, we get there. Great. Tonu, why do you care? So, um, you know, creating economic opportunities and scaling impact, especially for low-income communities, um, that's why I care about impact investing, and it's also reflected in our organizational mission. Uh, but also the firm belief that impact investing is really one of the best examples of how one can bring together the best of the private sector, the capital and the efficiency, and, you know, public sector values uh, to flow capital to people who need it. Great. Katie? It just makes sense to me. Um, we all know how important finance is to the functioning of our society and, and divorcing it from an understanding of the role that it plays um, I think is, is fundamentally an issue and impact investing solves that. Fantastic. Sandy? Well in our region in Latin America as you know we've had uh, quite successful economic growth over the last several years but one area where we still have uh, major gaps and growing uh, is, is the area of inequality. Um, and impact investing is the solution for bringing together not just governments but private sector to provide solutions and narrow those gaps. Micah? I think investors and beneficiaries of those in particular want long-term high returns and I think, think impacting is an enabling factor in order to get that. Great. And Ben? Yeah, Devin, I mean, look, I'm, I'm fundamentally an optimist. I think I uh, concur with um, Rosemary's comments. I mean, I think we can do better. I think there's a big cognitive dissonance in the capital markets between the inputs of what we do through investment and the outputs they generate. Whenever there's cognitive dissonance, there's great opportunities for change in human advancement. So I'm all about that. Fantastic. Well, I, I, I want to repeat this exercise with another question very quickly. I wonder if you would all address in one sentence how you would recommend our audience. Think about our audience. Our, our audience is pretty diverse, but, but our audience, I think most of the people in our audience have one thing in common. They want to have more impact. So in one sentence, give based, you know, draw on your personal experience your, your personal insights from your own personal successes in driving impact, how can people have more impact? Uh, let's, let's again, let's just, to keep things organized, let's start with, the, with Rosemary again. I think putting the focus on impact is the key starting point. Let's talk about impact in investment decision making, so we talk risk, return and impact. And in whatever we're doing, I find one key question at the centre really helps us to assess the impact we're having, and that is to what end? Perfect. Bob? I think it's to be specific, very focused. So you build some expertise around the sector or an industry. You understand those who are leaders or, or innovators in that space. And, and, and develop your own mechanism, drawing on all the information that's out there, on how you're going to measure your, your fulfillment in terms of impact, whether it's financial, social, or both. But I think it's about being specific and looking at what sector and area you want to be most uh, invested in, but also have expertise. Great. Tonu, how do we be successful in having more impact? 
Yeah, I think I agree a little bit with Bob and Rosemary both. I think making it intentional and making impact your end goal is, you know, in the short term, it could be in, in the channels and platforms that you engage in, but in the long term, partner, like partner and cross sector collaboration, partnership and cross sector collaboration, really, uh, to make sure that the right capital reaches the right people. Great. Katie? Uh, I think mine would be to think uh, realistically about small things that you can do every day. So it's not about finding the next new great VC impact investing fund, but start simply with where your money is, where where are you investing your 401k, your, uh, your savings account, your checking account, and talk to people about what they're doing with their money. Um, it doesn't have to be a big, huge social, um, sustainable agriculture project in Africa that can make a difference on inequality in our country. Great point, Katie. Sandy? Well, I think what's worked for us is to really understand the nature of the problems that our uh, beneficiaries, if you will, uh, live with every day. So it's really um, understanding whether it's a client of a bank or uh, a, a sick person who needs health care, uh, really getting at a very micro level to understanding those problems and think about new ways of solving those problems. Great. And uh, Micah? Yes, I think uh, just really understanding uh, the problems and social issues and making sure that when investments are made, you're taking a long-term approach with those in the back of your, your mind on any investments you make. Great. And, and Ben? Yeah, Devin, I, I mean, I, I think um, th thinking system-wide at the highest level, I think we need a, a, a new era of investment in skills building. We, we can't separate business and finance and non-profit philanthropy and public policy anymore. These things have to come together. We need a new generation of people with cross-sector skills in order to solve really complicated and idiosyncratic problems. Well, I I think that we have got a, just a, a tremendous set of insights and, and really powerful insights. I, I, I really thank you for taking the time to share share those little nuggets because they're all so apt for our audience looking to have more impact in the world. I, I'm sure that there are people that will want to be in touch with you. They'll want to learn more. Tony, before we go one one by one. Tell us how to access the report and and give us uh, one last overview or summary of the report. Sure. Thanks, Devin. So the report is available at Global Policy. You can see it at the bottom of my screen. Globalpolicy.iipcollaborative.org. And you know, IIPC is an open network. I mean, everyone around this table are amazing individuals and organizations that we've been very lucky to work with and collaborate with uh, to grow, you know, towards the vision that we all have of uh, creating social impact. And anyone who's really interested to know about a how to leverage public policy and public sector to create impact, we get a starting point of what are people actually doing around the world to make this happen and see, find partners to do it, whether it's investors, whether it's uh, new products, whether it's new entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, we also run a platform for the Global Learning Exchange, which was announced with, along with the GA Task Force last year. And that's really become a clearinghouse for information and people and networks to come together. And we work with amazing people around the world, and we welcome more partners in our efforts to build this market. 
Fantastic. Now, I want to ask each of you, to the extent you're willing, to describe who you're most interested in hearing from or who you can be most helpful to or uh, some guidance as to uh, the, the kind of collaborations you might be looking for today and then tell us the best way for people to get in touch with you uh, for that purpose. And again, let's just keep our traditional order. Rosemary, let's start with you. So we're interested in, in hearing from people who want to be part of this market building effort either through the work we're leading in and from Australia with the task force or with the global learning exchange that Tonu mentioned. Uh, people can find the task force work at socialimpactinvestments.org and there's a rich body of material there and they can contact me through our website impactinvestingaustralia.com or rosemary.addis at impactinvestingaustralia.com. Wonderful. Bob? I think we're, we're happy to hear from a range of, of, of viewers, but particularly, I guess, those who are investors and institutions that we could partner with around the world, that are particularly looking at areas as we are. You can look at citymicrofinance.com. Um, you can reach me through my Twitter, at Bob Anibale City, I-B-L-E, or City, C-I-T-I. Um, we'd be glad to respond and try to connect my, my colleagues with you. Great. Uh, and Tonu, you personally? Uh, yes, I'm available at dbasu.org. That's the best place to read. Okay. Katie? Um, I'm uh, at the hauserinstitute.org backslash IRI, and as a quasi-academic who talks about a lot of different things, I'm open to any and all informational requests. Great. We love to hear that. Sandy? Yes, we actually have an award-winning website, so I encourage you to go to iadp.org um, and follow us on uh, majority, at Majority Markets or at the IDB. Um, but we are a development bank, so we are interested in talking to uh, private corporations who are looking at innovative uh, solutions in our region uh, to serve the base of the pyramid. Wonderful. Sandy, thank you very much. And Micah? Ah, yes. Uh, we're at the Bertha Center for any invest investors, impact investors, social enterprises uh, to contact us either through the center website, you could and Google that, or through my email address, which is micasarkis at gmail.com. Great. And Ben. Thanks, Evan. You know, ICAP consults with mainstream asset owners and intermediaries on how to implement the kinds of holistic impact investing strategies the World Economic Forum recommends with investment strategies, organizational strategies, and ecosystem strategies. I can be reached at Thornley at ICAPpartners.com and look forward to, uh, to uh, connecting with the community. Fantastic. Ben, I really appreciate your time. P appreciate all of you for taking the time to be with us today and wish you every success in your work to have impact around the world and uh, wish you very well. Thank you. Thanks, Thank David. You all righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devonthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. 
Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur, or other change maker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devon is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.